It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's live, come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right, nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans' high school insider, big-time Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my special guest for the entire two hours, head football coach McGuanago, um, Mike Ganavak. Pretty close, right? Pretty close. Ganavak. Ganavak. Man, that's going to be right. <laughs> People have butchered that thing all over the state for years, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty used to it by now. Ganavak. I've got it. Mike Navok, head football coach at McGuanico. Thanks a lot for coming in. Good win last night. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Man, fifty-six twenty against Waukesha South. We we were talking during the break. Um, Waukesha South in any other conference around here would be competitive for the playoffs. They're good. Yeah, there's no question. They they have some very skilled football players. Uh, I think it was just ended up being a war of attrition where we were able to to wear them down a little bit due to our numbers versus theirs. Football's a numbers game, right, Coach? I mean, it, it, it is. It, it, the more numbers you have, my coach used to be Joe Cook, and he would explain why he he would two-platoon all the time wherever he was, even if the numbers weren't great. And he said, look, when I two-platoon, I've got 44 kids fully engaged at every practice because I've got 22 of them, my second team, one play away from having to play. So I've got 44 kids fully engaged in the offseason, in the weight room, in you know everything we do because football is such a numbers game. Yeah, absolutely. And and I agree with Coach Cook and, and his philosophy. Um, sometimes it comes down to, to you have to play your best players right? Uh, both sides of the ball, but uh, we're, we're, we're trying to develop a, a two-platoon system as, as much as we possibly can at McGuanago. We're going to get your background in history, but I've got to tell you McGuanago's story. That uh, I, I've told this story because it had such an impact on me as a coach and some of the stuff that I do in high school basketball. Um, we were out for a Thursday night game, Thursday night lights high school football game of the week on my 24 um, at McGuanago, and I think they were playing Waukesha West. And I was there. I get there about 5 o'clock, 10 after 5, and there's a guy standing off the side, and he said, you're Mike McGivern. I said, yeah. He said, I'm so-and-so. I work for the company. We have lifts that we rent so our camera guys can, can get shots from a pie. And he said, you know, I went to school here at McGuanago. I said, you did? He said, yeah, I played football here. So I was first team all conference, second team all state. I said, that's great. He said, I have to tell you that everything that I own, other than my car and my dog, I would give back if I could play one more week of McGuanago football. He said, if I could, but I, I need to start on Monday, and I wanted a Friday night home game. And he said, I, I, I took off so many plays in practice. I took off plays during the game, and I was still first team, all conference, second team, all state. He said, but other than my dog in my car, if I could put that uniform on and that helmet on and play in front of this community just one more time, basically had tears coming down his cheek. He said, I didn't understand then what I well, I didn't know then what I know now. And I didn't understand how much I would miss it and how much it would hurt in my gut. But I would give anything but my car and my dog 
for this community, for this school, to put that uniform on just one more time. And I'm telling you, Coach, I walked away. I knew McGuanago was a, was a great football community, but this guy sold it hard, man. <laughs> that doesn't surprise you. Not one bit. Not one bit. Nope. Man, so you uh, you were in – you're a perfect guy to ask this, by the way, before we get to your your background. I've, I've said on the air for years – the Classic Eight is the best high school football conference in the state of Wisconsin. Steve Jones, he he will argue with me. He'll say, I'll have that conversation with you any day. And and who knows who's right, but I'll, I'll, I'd be willing to have it with you. And I go, no, I don't want to talk to you about it. I'm just going to tell you what I think. And I think that this, this conference is the best. You were in the conference, then left and went up to Fond du Lac, and now you're back. Your opinion on, on that statement? Yeah, I, I like I've like I've said before. I think it's like comparing the the Big Ten and the SEC. You know, they're they're two fantastic football conferences, and uh, every week is is a, is a test. And uh, when when I was at Fond du Lac, we went through a meat grinder, which they're going through right now, opening with with Kimberly and, and then DC Everest and in Appleton North last night, and and uh, you know, pick your poison and yeah. going through the Classic Eight uh, with. With a lot of really really good football programs, uh, we opened up with with Catholic Memorial, and then went on the road to Kettle Moraine, and and uh, you know we still got the the, the likes of, of Arrowhead and, and and Muskego, and North is is playing uh, better football, and South has some 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 talent as well. So you know it, 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 it's hard to and and I in all honesty can't say that one conference is better than the other. I I, I think. And and our uh, state championships would kind of reflect that. That if you go back and, and look at it uh, with with Waukesha West in the finals and, and Catholic Memorial and and Arrowhead, and then you look at what what Kimberly has done. And, right. And uh, not too long ago, Menasha was still in the in the valley as well. So uh, there's some really good football being played up there too. Yeah. What What is your background? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Oconomowoc and. Uh, when I was five years old, we, we moved to Fort Atkinson. So I spent, uh, the, the greater part of my, my childhood in, in Fort Atkinson. And, um, once I got hired out of, out of college at, at Arrowhead, I, I moved back to the Oconomowoc area because I, I still have a lot of family there. When, uh, when you went to, you went to Fort Atkinson high school? I did not. I went to uh, Luther Prep in Watertown, Wisconsin. Oh, you did? And you played there? Yes. Yeah. I did, um, good football program, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know early on that you wanted to coach? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. No, I did not. I graduated from from college. Where did you go to college? I went to college at Martin Luther College in New Ulm, Minnesota. And okay, I, I got done playing football, and I said to myself, "What am I going to do with my life now?" So uh, I I worked construction a year, and it took me one winter uh, building houses outside. Where I said, "Yeah, I'm not going to make a career out of this." and and uh, was fortunate to, to to do a little bit of a coaching, and said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I, I love working uh, with kids and having the, the opportunity to develop relationships with them. And I just look back at the, the the positive influences that my coaches had on me growing up, and and thought it would be awesome if if I would somehow be able to perhaps have that opportunity with with young men that I work with. Man, good for you. It gets in your blood. It's hard to get out. <laughs> no question. 36 years I've been doing this. And you know how many times I've said this is my last year? And people roll their eyes and my wife says, yeah, whatever. Um, 
I, I retired. My son, uh, both my son and daughter went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and he, right down the street yep. from where you went to high school. And so I stopped coaching to go watch my son play. He played for four years there, and uh, he went to Calvary Baptist in Menominee Falls. I coached him there. I left Dominican. I mean, we're, we used to go up to the, Luther Prep was one of my favorite places to play on the road on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. not on Fridays, because Fridays a lot of the kids would go home. Right. Yeah. Tuesdays. They, they were the most creative student section <laughs> of any student section uh, we, I've ever been a part of. It was so fun to go there and play to see what they had in store for us. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. One of our guards, they were ch- chanting something about his sister. I mean, nice, not mean stuff. Like, we date Cindy, boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> and he was like, how do they know? And I go, I don't know, man. They're like Duke. They do all their research, and they run on the floor the first whistle. They run back. It was a really fun place, and the kids there, I thought, were really nice kids. Yeah, when when you're you're living in a dorm with with a bunch of other kids, you have all sorts of time on your hands. So <laughs> fans would would get very creative with with uh, their chants and and how they cheered during games. Yeah, it was good. And football, they'd come up, they'd show up for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What position did you play? In high school, I was a, a running back and linebacker. And then uh, <laughs> if if you know my physical stature, by the time I got to the college level, that, that didn't work, so I moved to the secondary. Yeah, did you like the secondary? Loved it. What? Um, so the steps along to, to get to be a head coach, uh, g- give me those steps. So w- where you were an assistant coach and how you got to be a head. Yeah, so I, I – was fortunate to, to coach under my high school coaches for two years uh, who are who are both now Hall of Fame coaches, uh, Ken Taylor and Ron Hom. And I, I worked with them for two years uh, at Luther Prep when I was when I was finishing up my education degree. And uh, from there I got I got hired right out of college uh, at, at Arrowhead and was fortunate to spend a decade there uh, learning under Coach Taraska. Man. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Not a, not a bad guy to learn under. No kidding. And uh, so I learned a lot there. And uh, in 2012, in March, no, Jan, February of 2012, uh, Fond du Lac asked if I was interested in, in perhaps coming up and taking a look around and 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 taking the, the program over. And, and uh, I accepted. And uh, a big part of that was because uh, my offensive coordinator was Steve Jorgensen, who uh, – in my opinion, is is the best football mind I've ever been around. Uh, he's he's a fantastic football coach. So to be a, a head coach with with Coach Jorgensen for for six years really taught me a lot uh, about the the offensive side of the ball, and um, that's kind of what we've adopted at at McGuanago is is uh, what we did in Fond du Lac uh, for six years. And uh, yeah, I've just been really blessed to to be around really good football coaches my, my whole life. And I didn't, I didn't rush into it. It was, and, and coach Traska was, was big on that. He said, you know, don't, don't jump into it too, too soon. I was, I was uh, 35 when, when I first became a head coach and I, I wouldn't do it any differently if I had to do it all over again. It's a big move. The six inches on the bench. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, it, it, people think, well, you're an assistant coach. Now you're the head coach. Man, it is it is a long way because I've done both. I'm a better assistant coach than I was a head coach. I, I believe that. I, I I play the good cop much better. <laughs> um, and to the, to go six inches over to say, okay, I'm now the head coach and head of this program. I love the fact. Look, the coaches that you've talked about. Think about the four names you've thrown out. 
they, these are some of the best minds and the best high school football coaches in the state of the state of Wisconsin has ever seen. And for you to be able to learn under those guys, man, you 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 were blessed. Yes, absolutely. You, hey, the Fond du Lac program and, and Jurgensen Jurgensen is a guy that not real media friendly, right? Not a guy that, you know, he's gonna he's not coming down to sit with me for a couple hours. And that's okay, but I'd love to pick his mind. I'd love to have him join Bill Young. I can't get either of them, but you know what? That would be a dream show for me. Um, but you know what? You guys worked really well together. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it w- it was a it was a perfect marriage, and uh, we we thought a lot alike. Our coaching philosophies are are very very similar. Uh, it, it took a lot off my plate because I never had to worry about the offensive side of the ball. I just had to to really focus uh, on the D and and uh, all the administrative duties that go along with with being a head coach. Um, but yeah, it, it, and, and he's, he, we still talk weekly. Uh, if not more, uh, he's he's a dear friend of mine. I've been really really fortunate to to be able to have that opportunity. Last question before we get to a break: How did you feel when you heard Fonlac beat Kimberly? I I fist pumped. Did uh, you? Yeah, we were, we were, I was still on the field uh, after our loss to Catholic Memorial, and um, was was proud of the way our kids had played. They played really hard. We we just didn't execute and we turned the ball over too many times. Um, but my brother came out on the field right away and he said, "Hey, I got to let you know the." the score of the, the Fondy Kimberly game. And, and, uh, it, it was something that I, I think I had publicly stated, yeah, Fondy's going to get him this time. Yeah. Uh, just cause I know those kids and, and the work they put in and, and I know the staff works extremely hard. So, uh, I, I, I was so happy. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. Uh, I text messaged the kids <laughs> and, um, received a lot of text messages in, in return. So it was, it was really cool. We, that Friday night scoreboard show that I do, uh, Marty Shibblehut is a buddy of mine, and Marty was there, and Marty was calling in scores, and he called in when they took the first time out. They had a kick a field goal, and we just stayed with him, and we got it live here, and it was really – look, I, you're a Steve Jones fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, you have to be. Yep. He's a class hack, yep. believes in servant leadership. You know, He's been on the show a lot. He's never talked about – the, the streak. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about what we're doing in the community. I want to talk about this kid or that. I just want to talk about what we do as a group and what, what our beliefs are. And you know what? I'm sure that he he that may have taken some pressure off him a little bit. I don't know if I'd sleep at night, you know, having a 70 game winning streak and everybody thinking that, well, you can just, you know, put the uniform on, you're going to win. You're Kimberly. Well, you know what? Okay. Now that's done. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Now let's go out and just try to win a conference, try to win a state championship. So. Hey, let's get to a break. Um, I, thank you so much for coming in, by the way. Mike, I really appreciate this. We'll continue talking McGuanago football. Their first-year uh, head football coach, he is uh, Mike Ganavec, and I'm going to get that close. And uh, we're going to talk about his conference. We'll talk about his players. At 1045, the head football coach from Hartford is going to join us. We have them this week on the Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week against Slinger. And we're going to talk about the Coaches vs. Cancer um, program that they do. And they've done a great job. And there's some real personal reasons why that, that game against Hartford against Slinger has done so well uh, raising money for Coaches vs. Cancer. At 11 o'clock, we're going to talk to Stan Zweifel. He's the head football coach at University of Dubuque. they got a lot of Wisconsin guys on that roster. He recruits this area. He's a Wisconsin guy. Recruits this area. At 11.15, uh, Christy Malio, she's with um, with the Waukesha 
DA's office. She's doing two programs, Justice Jog and Trunk or Treat, that we want to talk to her about that. In in between all that, we're going to continue talking with Guanago football. We'll talk a little bit about that youth program. We're going to talk about the staff. We'll talk about some of these players. And then we're going to we'll talk about some of the coaches in this conference, some great coaches that, uh, that he's got to go against every week. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the head football coach at McGuanago High School, Mike Ganavik. Man, oh man, can't you be a Smith? Ganavik. Ganavik. <laughs> Mike Ganavik. I don't know why Jeff's laughing. He'd mess it up more than me. Ganavik. I got it. I, well, I don't really got it. Hey, so um, you're going to be teaching, and when I asked you what you're teaching at McGuanago, this is a different combination, man. Yep. What are you doing there? I'm teaching U.S. history and strength and conditioning. Uh, I'm <laughs> the untraditional PE and social studies certification guy. Man, good for you. When you when you do strength and conditioning, I know that they've built a new weight room out there, right? Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. Man, it's pretty. In fact, it's pretty sweet. Isn't yeah, it? they actually modeled it after the weight room that we built in Fond du Lac. Wow. Yeah. So it's just like being home. Right? Yep. Yep. Just like being home. When when you came here, how much of the staff did you keep? How much did you bring in your own guys? Uh, kept everyone. Uh, brought in uh, a different quarterbacks coach, uh, but he had been a longtime Braves coach, and uh, played at McGuanago. He's he's uh, McGuanago lifer, and uh, other than that, uh, yeah, it's it's been pretty much the same staff. So when when you when you're following a guy like Clay Iverson, and I talked to Coach Frisky about this when he at Pewaukee. You know, I, Clay's going to put his stamp on it, mm-hmm. and he, and he certainly did that at McGuanago. Hard to hard to change into the direction that you wanted. Or was the staff completely willing to, to say, okay, we got a new guy at the top here? The staff's been fantastic. Uh, they've they've bought everything that I've been selling, and um, the, they're they're good guys. I got a lot of really good soldiers that are that are putting in hours. Some guys and, been there a while. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I got to give a shout out to them right now because they they they're they're back in McGuanago working right now, breaking down Oconomowoc. So uh, uh, let's keep talk, working, guys. Yeah, let's talk about Let's give some names here. Yeah, uh, Dave Adams is is coordinating the, the defense, and he's been there a really long time. Uh, Josh Korth, who is a high school classmate of mine as well, he uh, and he's been at Parkview Middle School. He coaches the secondary. He's been there uh, a really long time. So Josh could have some inside information on what you were like in high school. Oh, absolutely. I he's Josh got a lot a of dirt. <laughs> hey, Josh, 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Uh, two other McQuanago graduates uh, that uh, came back and are both teachers, uh, Jason Strickler and Jordan Kroll, are my D-line coaches. Uh, on the offensive side, uh, myself and Jeremiah Chitwood uh, coach the offensive line. Uh, we have uh, Justin Last, who's been there a really long time, yep. coaches our receivers, and then our quarterbacks coach is Bill Schmitz. Man, that's a good group. Offense, defense, you guys get together? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because there are some staffs that offense over there, defense over here, we don't get together. We don't, you know, 
we don't meet together, but you you bring everybody together as one? Yeah, we meet separately. The defensive staff will meet um, on Saturday nights usually, and then uh, the offensive staff will meet uh, on Sundays before practice. We practice on Sundays, and then we'll we'll have a quick all-staff meeting before we start practice on, on Sundays. But, yeah, we're uh, we're pretty cohesive unit. You know, I was out there for one of those Thursday night games, and um, it was youth night. And I thought, my goodness, look at all these kids. Youth program's in really good shape out there. Yeah, it's in great shape. Uh, we got a lot of really good men that, that, that care about kids and, and care about developing the program and, and, and the vision that we're trying to head in as a high school staff. And uh, there's a lot of guys that don't even have kids in the program that have been coaching for years and years and years and can continue to do so, and that's pretty neat. That's unusual. Mm-hmm. Hey, wh- why do you think, if, if somebody said to you, why do you think Kimberly went on that run, what about Kimberly um, is different? What, what would you say to that? Administration. Administration. Uh, the, the administration just gets it. Uh, they, they go out and they, they get coaches because, you know, I, I'll always say that a, a good teacher is a good coach and vice versa. And they go out and they, they get good coaches who are also very good in the classroom. Um, they, 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 they build facilities that are second to none, second to none. Yep. Uh, and yeah, and I coach Cerrone, if you were to ask him at UWL, how he got it turned and the first thing out of his mouth is he's going to say administration. So you have to have a really supportive administration in order to do that. Hey, how much in the interview process then, and I read this article and we'll get into some of that later in the show. Um, where you talked about wanting to get back to Waukesha County and into that area. But how much into that interview process were you also interviewing them to make sure that this was an administration that you wanted to go work for? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a, that, that's a very good perception, and, and it was. I was I was trying to get their feelings because, you know, I, I have an idea on, on how I want to run things in, in the direction that, that I want to head in the best interest of the kids in the program. And to be able to get their responses and to pick their brains a little bit. And uh, that, that whole process showed me that, that this community, not only the community, but also the, the, the administration is, is proud of their students and proud of their student athletes. And uh, they're, they're going to support them as well as the coaches uh, through the pro- whole thing. Through, through that process, was there a time where, where, where that light bulb went on where you said, man, I want this now? This is what I want. Was yeah, it early on, it, it was it was fairly early, uh, and and just I I'm familiar with with some teachers at the school uh, that I've been friends with for quite some time, and um, familiar with with other people in in the district outside members. And the more I talk to school board members in the uh, administration, in community members and students, I I knew it was it was it was a good place to be. Uh, it's a destination spot, and and uh, they they get it, they get it. Yeah. Well, that look we do uh, we do a thing here on Saturdays uh, called the Johnsonville uh, Pick and Save Brat Stop, and we do it in all different areas uh, where there's pick and save stores, and we raise money for something. And we've done a number of them in McGuanago, not this year, but last year, the year before, the year before. And we're always told that we have to double up the amount of product that we bring. Because they're raising money for the, the the weight room, or they're raising money for something at school, and it's going to be packed. 
and we sell out every time to the point that the one guy went into the store and bought a bunch because it, it, they were making some money, and he called and he said, man, we, we made a lot of money for a two-hour broad stop. And I said, we ran out of product? And he said, yeah, we ran out like with 45 minutes to go, so I just went and bought more and to, to raise more money. People are very supportive. I think that's important that you interview them as well because some guys would just be like, hey, you know what, I want the job, and you know what, I'll fix them when I get it. And that never seems to work no, out. No. Never works out. Let's get to a break. We're going to talk about some of your players. We're going to talk about some of the kids. If we go out and watch McGuana go play, you're going to talk a little bit about some of the guys that are leading this team. And we'll do that on the other side. We're talking McGuana go high school football with uh, Mike Navak on the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School. What are you laughing at? I got it. Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside uh, Micah Navok. He is the head football coach at McGuanago. Want to say hi to Faith, Libby, and Andrew. They're, uh, I think they're listening. Libby and Andrew wearing the the blue and gold. And you bet, yeah, yeah, they love it. How old is Faith? Or how old is Libby? I'm sorry. Libby's eight, and Andrew's five. Man, that's awesome. You got so many great things to look forward to. I think there's a special place in heaven for coaches' wives, and or don't you think? <laughs> no question. There's no question, <laughs> right? And uh, you and Faith, you guys been married a long time. We've been married 10 years. Man, congratulations. Yep. And so she's been around. She comes to games, and she a football fan? You bet. Yeah, she loves it. Um, I married a coach's daughter. You so, did? Yeah, she gets it. Where does your dad coach? Uh, he's out in Tacoma, Washington. Faith's, okay. Faith's from the Seattle-Tacoma area, uh, and we had met in college. And, uh, yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm really blessed to have a— <laughs> is, he, is he still coaching? Yeah, yeah, he's still coaching a little bit. Uh, he's, he's near retirement. I, he's just down to one sport now. Uh, he's coaching basketball yet, but uh, you tell him, tell him to keep that weak stuff out there. He doesn't want to come and meet and see my my Spartans from Martin Luther. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he, well, you tell Faith Dad he wants no part of these boys, man. It, but he, it, so she gets it as a, as a daughter of a coach. She understands. Yeah, she it, does. It's a it's a hard, you know. She's dealing with Libby and Andrew a lot more this time of year than than you are. Oh yeah, yeah, and she's. Teaching at the same school where they're <laughs> attending. Where, where, so where's that? It's at Mount Calvary in Waukesha. Okay, and what what does she teach? Uh, she's teaching second grade. Man, good for her. Faith, keep up the good work, man. He smiles and he uh, he his eyes sparkle when he's talking about you. I can tell you that. Hey, I want to thank our friends at Wendy's. By the way, your staff is listening, right? Yes. And your family's listening. In that envelope is a bunch of uh, bunch of coupons for free food at Wendy's. So you can either, you know, enough to either take your family or your staff. Thank you. Who are you, who are you going to take, you think? Well, my <laughs> wife does not eat fast food, so uh, the staff gets it. You know what? The boys are listening. Yep. And they're cheering yep. right now. I, I definitely want to thank our friends at Wendy's. They uh, they do this every week, and and there's enough uh, there's enough cards in there for your staff to go out and have lunch on, on our friends at Wendy's, and they really believe in giving back to the community. They believe in in student-athletes and coaching staffs, especially coaching staffs that 
you know, give back. Like we we don't do this because the money we get paid, unless they're paying you a lot more in Maguanago. <laughs> and I don't know if they are, but I don't think so. Um, so I want to thank our friends at Wendy's for for uh, allowing the staff at Maguanago to get something and some good food um, from uh, the Wendy's out in Maguanago. Let's talk about some of the kids if we can't coach. Uh, the leaders on this team, is senior class pretty strong class? It is. Yeah, who are some of the guys that if we go out and watch um, your team play that we're going to we're gonna take a notice and uh, they're the, the guys that are leading this team? Yeah, on the offensive side of the ball, I, I think everybody now in the, in the league knows who Josh Jandusa is. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, he's been our horse. Uh, he's carrying the ball, and, and he's, he's a fantastic running back. Um, we have a pretty special tight end in, in Dalton Gillette. Um, uh, we have great receiver in, in Wesley Uzcheck, uh, who's, who's a big target. Um, I think one of the unsung heroes who who actually scored two touchdowns last night is is our fullback Michael West, and then we we have uh, three senior linemen that that uh, are pretty good in the trenches in in Matt Goulet and Brett Plates and Tristan Klum. So. Uh, uh, Offensively, we, we have a lot of seniors right now, and, and they've been doing a nice job of adapting to a new system and scheme. Uh, defensively, uh, we're, our, our, our ends are, are both pretty good players, and Luke Seward and A.J. Major. Um, our middle linebacker, Mitch McGolan, is, is, is really good as well, who's, who's a senior. And then in the secondary, uh, we have several seniors as well. Uh, Paul Ver- Vildberg is back as an all-conference cornerback, and and then uh, we have a couple others in, in Alex Larson and Evan Michelle. Coach, you remember the first meeting you had with those seniors? Yeah, absolutely. So I did that in, in at a program and, and took over. And, and uh, look, you, you could see that, I don't know, disappointment, but and not fear, but concern would, would probably be in their eyes saying, look, this is my senior year. Is he coming in to say, look, we're, I'm going to play the younger kids, so two years from now they're ready to go. Um, did you assure them that we're gonna we're, we're looking to win right now? Absolutely, yeah. It was. I thought McGuanago did something pretty cool in the interview process as well. They, when I first got there for the the interview, there was four seniors that greeted me and they gave me a tour of the school and showed me around and just picked my brain and asked questions. Smart. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I'll never forget those four guys that that walked me around and uh, kind of showed me the the new construction in, in the the building and. And uh, I, th- I thought they asked some really uh, valid questions. And y- you could tell there was a little bit of concern and trepidation as well. Yeah, I think that that's only natural. And um, I don't know if you get 100% buy-in, but if you can get close, uh, I was not able to get 100% buy-in. In fact, that first meeting, I had, uh, I had one kid say, hey, look, I, you know, I'll play for you, but please don't name me a captain. I have no interest in that. And I said, why? He said, I just want to play. And I thought, uh-oh. You know, and this was one of the better players. And that just kind of showed that he just wanted to play. Didn't 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 care a whole lot about the guys around him. Um, the definition of team is two or more horses pulling in a similar direction for a common goal. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that that so that was a difficult meeting, I thought, and red flags went up, but I still went right into the wall and and it, it wasn't a great experience, and I should have listened to these bells that were going off. So I'm glad to hear. I think that's a great idea to have these four guys walk you around and get a chance to sit with you and say, okay, tell me about you. So they basically interviewed you as well. They did, yeah. Man, 
Hey, so um, how much different um, the stuff that you're running? And look, again, we talked about the guys that you coached with and, and some of the best football coaches, you know, around. How much do you cherry pick? We don't come up with anything on our own, us coaches. We we steal from everybody. And when you're taken from a guy like Tarask and you're taking a guy like Jorgensen, these guys at Watertown Luther Prep, you've got some great material. And then you take it and mold it to, your, to what you think works? Correct. And, and adapt it to our personnel as well. So, yeah, defensively, uh, you know, I learned from, from Coach Taraska, and he taught me everything. And then offensively, I learned from Coach Jorgensen, and that's, that's what you get when you, when you see us on Friday nights. Not bad. Um, last question before we get to a break. Hard to see Arrowhead 0-3. Is that difficult? They're in your conference, so you're you're looking at it through the prism of the head football coach at McGuanago. They're in your conference. Um, can't feel bad for anybody, but I I like Fritz. I'm a big Fritz guy, and I and I think he's a good man. And I don't know. I'm I'm hoping the Wolves aren't at the door out there, but that's a difficult place if you're not winning year in and year out. Yeah, yeah, it it is. Um, and you know they opened with a really good team in Marquette. We scrimmaged them and. They they're they're a good football team and you know they they're they're going against some of the you know big dogs in the classic eight right, right away with, right with Muskego and Catholic Memorial and you know that's that's the way the schedule uh, and, fell and you know Arrowhead's gonna they'll they'll be okay and now at Kettle Moraine mm-hmm. so it and that's a tough putt they stuck with Catholic Memorial last night they were our guy was at the game saying look this is going back and forth here they're playing with them. For them to, to to get another L and be 0 three, I think is uh, is a difficult place for for that program. I think the numbers are down a little bit there, and people have to understand that. Mm-hmm. That's that's tough. Numbers up by you guys? Uh, they're pretty good. Yeah, we we have about fifty freshmen, which uh, from uh, other coaches that I talk to is 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 pretty good. So yeah, we're we're doing all right right now. That's a ton, actually. That's a ton. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, coach. We uh. You you now become kind of uh, an on air guy. You're you're my co-host <laughs> now. We're going to talk to John Redders. He's the head football coach at Hartford. Uh, Thursday night lights high school football game of the week. We've got a great rivalry game. Hartford and Slinger coming up. Seven o'clock kickoff. Um, and and John is is has wanted to talk a little bit about coaches versus cancer, and talk about the game itself. And and there's some personal things regarding this that that I want to ask John about and see if we can't raise some money for these guys. Uh, That's coming up on the other side of the break. Again, the head football coach from Hartford. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I'm Mike McGivern alongside the head football coach, McGuanago. We're reaching out uh, right now to the head football coach from Hartford. John Ryder is going to join us here in a minute. Before we get to him, Mike, in that article that I read, yeah, there was a quote from you that said, look, I really want to get back to Waukesha County. Um, can I ask why? Yeah, it's... A great place to raise a family, uh, and something I, a place where I'm familiar with, and and yeah, I, I grew up in Oconomowoc area, and uh, we lived when when I was at Arrowhead, we lived in, in Oconomowoc as well. So uh, to have the opportunity to get back uh, was something that was really appealing to both my 
my wife and um, myself. You know, in that interview, uh, you were quoted, and, and the, the guy from Guanago said, look, what really stuck and struck me was how positive he was in the interview. And I don't know how many times he said, you need those student leaders if you're going to have a successful program. It's all about developing kids. And and I like that line. I think you're right. In today's day and age, that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. It really does. Hey, let's uh, we get the head football coach at Hartford this Thursday night, pregame at 630, uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock, Hartford against Slinger. That in, in itself is worth watching. Anytime we get a rivalry game, look, I know the Hartford coaching staff likes the Hartford uh, staff from Slinger and Hartford. They like each other. Those players, though. Man, they want to hit each other pretty hard, and we're we're uh, lucky to have that game this Thursday night. Coach Ryder's from uh, Hartford. John, how you doing? Hey, I'm I'm doing great. How you doing? Good. You know, you guys could play the Hartford Slinger game on a Tuesday night at seven in the morning, and it would be packed. I think so. I think so. Especially uh, with the meaning behind this game, it's uh, the rivalry is getting better and better every year. Hey, Coach, uh, we, we, we have to talk a little bit about the loss the other night. I talked to you yesterday, and you said, look, it was one of those those games where you're down 21 nothing, and you don't know how it happened, and, and it was quick, and you know we, we played really well after that, but you couldn't get over the, the top and fumbled right near, down the, down, uh, n- near the end of the game, and it was just one of those games you just want to forget, and guys like me keep bringing up, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, some of those games, uh, you know, it seems like they start to snowball on you a little bit and things get rolling in the wrong direction. Um, you know, our kids got a lot of resolve. I mean, we were down 21 nothing. Um, we had four turnovers in the game, uh, you know, so just those opportunities, you can't give them away that often uh, to, to teams that are, are coached to play you and beat you. And we, uh, you know, so, I, you know, we had a decent game. I mean, we had 300-some yards total offense. Um and we had quite a few takeaways too, but you know, it, it, the bottom line, you know, we we gave away too many opportunities to West Bend East uh, early on in the year, or excuse me, early on in that game, and we just uh, we just didn't have enough at the end to uh, finish it. Hey, John, this coaches versus cancer, and this um, this is a a fundraiser that that you guys do between the two schools that you guys have had a tremendous amount of success for. Um, this is this is personal for you, correct? Yeah, it is. Um, the uh, the two years ago, my I lost my dad to cancer, and um, while we were kind of going through that struggle, um, the Slinger staff uh, again, me and Bill talk quite a bit. It seems like, and uh, they're they're a committee that helps with the can- coaches versus cancer game. Uh, they wanted to put my dad's name on the trophy as well as Coach Wilkinson's name, so uh, it's it's uh, it, it's a lot of meaning behind it. Um, there are so many people in our community that have been hurt or lost somebody because of cancer. Um, and it, it just really, you know, it, it means a lot to be able to have this as a community event where the Slinger people are just trying to support everybody in Hartford. Uh, and the Hartford people are trying to support everybody in Slinger that has gone through these tragedies with family and friends that we've lost to cancer. Hey, John, what's cool to me is, look, you know what? This football game is important to these kids and these the school and the community. But there's something bigger than that for this game, and the fact that you know the the people at my 24 that we can be somehow involved in this to promote it and 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 shine a spotlight on what you guys are doing for this coaches versus cancer and raising money. I I just really thank you so much for allowing us to be involved in it. 
And uh, and by the way, we're going to see a really good football game, which is important. But but we're really excited about being a part of this with you guys. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I, every year it just seems to get bigger and bigger. Um, a lot of people have that have followed the coaches versus cancer um, promotion that's gone over at least at Hartford and Slinger. It's been for the last seven or eight years. Um, you know, the game has been uh, brought in the most money uh, across the state for high school competitions. Um, and it just, it just, it's really neat to see that community come together uh, where this affects everybody. Um, you know, there's so many opportunities. I mean, we've got silent auctions going on now uh, during the game. We've got uh, T-shirt sales between the two schools trying to sell a ton of T-shirts just to raise money. Um, the last few years, and we've been around the $15,000 mark between the two schools, uh, which is just amazing for a high school football night, selling T-shirts um, and people donating uh, towards American Cancer Society. So, you know, uh, yeah, we're still looking for people that want to open up their checkbooks and dig, and dig deep uh, and give to the cause. Um, there's a lot of opportunities that, for, that still happen, too. Hey, John, somebody can't make the game that night but they're feeling led to, to maybe give to this cause. Maybe they're an alumni from Slinger or Hartford or understand, have met your dad, uh, met the coach at Slinger. Is there a way for guys to get involved if they can't be at the game? Yeah, absolutely. You know, people that want to make a donation, um, right now they can uh, they could write a check and send it to either high school, attention of the athletic directors. Uh, Scott Helms is the athletic director at Hartford High School, and Mike Daniels is the uh, athletic director at Slinger High School, and they just want the checks if they're going to write a check to make it out to Coaches versus Cancer, and then those will go right to uh, the fundraising efforts that we're making on uh, for this year. And if there's uh, some of our listeners, I'm going to be out there. So if you want me to drop something off, if you want to write the check to Coaches versus Cancer and, uh, and, and get it over here to the radio station, I will hand it personally uh, to, to John or to one of the athletic directors or to who's ever running it out there. If you if you can't get out to the game and uh, you want me to take it for you, please uh, get it here to the radio station and I will bring it. Um, hey, Mike, we're in studio with me. John is the head football coach at, at McGuanago, and, and Mike talked about coaching with uh, Coach Taraska and Jorgensen. You know, you coach with Dan Brunner, and you know <laughs> we, we're talking about Hall of Fame guys all over the place here. Um, Dan, you and Dan, you, you learned a lot about uh, about football from coaching with Dan, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it was an honor to work with Dan. Um, you know, Dan gave me my first opportunity as a D coordinator back in 91 and, um, you know, got to work alongside of him for several years uh, as uh, one of his assistant coaches. You know, Dan just has that way about him where he lives and breathes football. His passion for it was so strong that you couldn't help but – increase your passion and love for it um he's so enthusiastic um you know obviously he's a great football coach as well but you know what the great thing about uh working with dan you know he took care of his is the people around him i mean and he cared about the people uh his coaches and his players um you know and we're trying to to tackle that same uh mentality and philosophy here at hartford now is take care of people and uh keep that positive energy going all the time but yeah it was a great great dan was so fun to be around uh, even, you know, those moments where you'd lose a game here or there, uh, he'd always try to find the bright side on it. Um, and, uh, you know, he's probably quite the uh, jokester as well. So no doubt. Every, time, every time you get a, get a chance to sit down with that guy and hear a story, whether you've heard it once or 
a hundred times, it's worth listening to. Man, I, I agree with you. I love any time I can spend with Dan Brunner. Hey, John, thank you so much for, for your time. Again, Coaches vs. Cancer, Thursday night against Slinger. Um, thanks for for sharing that information, and, and I, I look forward to meeting you in person on Thursday. Yep, have a great week. Thank you. You got it. Thank you, John. Get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Stan Zweifel, head football coach at University of Dubuque. They got a big game tonight. Play Whitewater at home again at six o'clock, and he's willing to take some time. A lot of Wisconsin kids on that roster. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by our local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's a lot. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern, alongside the head football coach at McGuanago. He is Mike Ganevac. Hey, you know Stan Zweifel? You know of him, right? You bet. Yeah, good guy. Yep. He uh, He's a Wisconsin guy. I don't care if he coaches in Iowa or not. He's a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. And uh, you look at his roster. He's got a lot of Wisconsin kids playing at the University of Dubuque. They got a big game today, 6 o'clock kick against uh, UW-Whitewater. And he's joining us for a couple of uh, couple of minutes. Stan, thanks a lot. How you been? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's always great. I am a Wisconsin guy. God dang it. Born in New Glarus, Wisconsin. You guys only know that because of the brewery. <laughs> Born in New Glarus, Wisconsin, and uh, spent my first uh, 15 years living in Evansville, Wisconsin, uh, uh, did my undergrad at UW River Falls under Coach Mike Farley, Wisconsin Football Coaches Hall of Fame, who, by the way, just passed away on Wednesday. A uh, uh, really big loss for the for our our guys at UW River Falls who played for Mike, but I have strong Wisconsin ties and obviously coached UW Whitewater for 16 years. Well, and in, in, inducted in the Wisconsin Coaches uh, Association Hall of Fame, he is. Uh, when you look at his roster, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. Coach, you do a great job of giving our kids from the state of Wisconsin a chance to play at the next level, and I want to thank you for that. First of all, thank you for making that. You know, we really are a, uh, we, we feel like we're in Wisconsin, you know, Mike. We're just across the river. Uh, we're a stone's throw away from Wisconsin. For people that don't know, we're about 15 miles due west of Platteville. Uh, you know, my uh, background in Wisconsin high school football and in the WIAC, I think, Wisconsin high school football has great players, but I think more importantly, I think the most important thing I always see about uh, Wisconsin high school football is how passionate the coaches are about providing an opportunity for kids in the state of Wisconsin to play great quality football and then doing a great job of promoting it year-round. There's not a better high school football association in the country than the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. So my uh, past 40 years in being involved in that association has uh, giving me tremendous opportunities, not only uh, in the coaching part, but just also about how you should treat kids and all the things that are important about high school football. Hey, Coach, when you uh, recruit a kid from Wisconsin, and and, and look, I, I, I honestly believe when I, when I ask college coaches about this, and, and, and Mike, um, I think you'll, you'll agree, the, the, 
no matter where the college coach is, if they're recruiting kids from Wisconsin, I'll have them on the show as long as their roster is littered with Wisconsin kids. If not, I won't have them on because I think it's really important that they understand Absolutely. that these kids, when you get kids from the state of Wisconsin, for the most part, coach, these kids are ready to play. They understand the game of football and are tough kids, what it takes to play at your level, correct? Yeah, and I'll say to addition to that, Mike, that those are all important things, but I, I think there's a get it type of thing that kids have to have, and that is that hey, you got to work hard. That doesn't guarantee that you're going to play right away. It doesn't guarantee success. But I think the high school coaches have done such a great job prepping for what college football is going to be like because there is no way a high school senior can ever understand what that fall camp's going to be like because it's so much different than anything they've done before. And, of course, as I said earlier, I have so many ties in Wisconsin that we feel like the coaches understand that sometimes we'll give up not sometimes, all the times we're going to give kids opportunities that might not have an opportunity any other place. My whole job, I think, is developing young people into being, hey, obviously good football players, so I don't get to keep my job. But more importantly than that, giving them a chance to earn a degree and then and just growing, you know, uh, on all the areas, socially, academically, physically, all the areas that young people have to grow into. Coach, I've, I've been on your campus a couple of times. My son, Matthew, played basketball at Maranatha, Maranatha Baptist Bible College, and they would come up and play Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, that's a small little Baptist college, and uh, I would walk, in, and your facilities at Dubuque are— Unbelievable, aren't they, Mike? They're beautiful. They're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. unbelievable. Have, I got to tell you, Mike, we had a donor that graduated from the University of Dubuque in 1964 and took a small mom-and-pop uh, operation, three people— and build it into a company called Advanced Drainage Systems that employs over 3,000. And he went uh, went on the stock market and sold public shares. He's worth about $3 billion. And he's been fortunate enough to us in my 10 years to donate $160 million to athletic facilities. Oh, man. Now, Mike, that, that's unbelievable. You know, I, I can't even tell you what kind of what that's it. But what he has done is provided our athletes a, an opportunity to play in some of the finest facilities in the country. We have an indoor football facility, uh, 70 yards long, that we use in clement weather. We have a stadium that looks brand new, costs about $28 million to build, that seats 7000 We have football offices and football meetings separate from the stadium. Uh, he's just done a real nice job in providing us the facilities. And you know, uh, Mike, today, the kids coming out, uh, there, there's a wow factor. There always has been. Maybe it's more prevalent today than ever. And so when they get a chance to see really outstanding facilities, you, you feel like you got a chance to sell them the rest of the parts. Hey, Stan, I, I was surprised, and, and to be honest with you, a little shocked, how beautiful Dubuque is. Like, I oh I, I, I didn't, I had no idea, and then, and then all of a sudden I got there and I went, you got to be kidding me, it's beautiful here. You know, Mike, I'm just, I was just like you when I interviewed for the job 10 years ago. I hadn't been to Dubuque since probably the early 60s, when it was kind of the, uh, you know, very uh, blue-collar town, uh, packing industry, uh, those kind of related industries to the meatpacking industry, and uh, a very, uh, you know, a kind of a, 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 a city that had been run down. Right. In the late 70s, they really changed and went to the tourist part of it. Oh, my gosh, the riverfront is it's just phenomenal. And they have done a great job of rebuilding the downtown we have three colleges in town, and uh, 
you know, there's really a lot of things going on in town. And we had uh, IBM move in about six, seven years ago and create 3,000 additional jobs. And I'm leaving guys out, Mike. We, the city has rebuilt itself. And we, we've uh, benefited from the city rebuilding itself. Hey, Stan, on this uh, segment, um, we like to ask, ask coaches for a drill or two that they do every day, that they believe in so sure. much. Uh, yeah. Offense, defense, it doesn't really matter, but to, uh, one or two drills, Stan, that you guys you do at, at Dubuque uh, every single day. Mike, I'll give you one that we have um, uh, we got about six, seven years ago when I uh, brought a coach by the name of Bob Fellow who had been at Kansas State with Bill Snyder. I was fortunate enough to have him come up and coach with us for a year. We do a drill called Every Day. It's every Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday that we call the fade drill. And what it does is put the receiver in an advantage position, like he's running a fade with a defensive back in a disadvantaged position. That could be a yard. It could be a foot and a half. It could be from the 30-yard line. could be from the plus 20. So we get an advantage position for the receiver, and we get a chance to throw the deep ball on the fade that everybody says they can throw, but, boy, is it hard to complete. And we do that from the 30 to 20, from the plus 10. And what we're trying to do is get the defensive back in phase, being able to squeeze the receiver into the boundary, but also a chance for our offense player to stack the defensive player and then a chance just to see guys compete for the ball in the air. Because I'm still, I really believe this, Mike, in, in high school and college football, the times when there's a 50-50 ball, the guys that can make that 50-50 ball, whether it's receiver part or the defensive part, those guys have a chance to make some big plays. And Mike, this is going to be my 46-year coaching. Jeepers, creepers, almighty, Mike, that's a long <laughs> time to coach. And I tell our guys, What's changed in those 46 years most significantly to me in football is how the big play determines whether you win or lose. I mean, turnovers are still the number one predictor of success, but number two is big play. So that fade drill for us, Mike, gives our chance both sides of the ball to compete for that 50-50 ball, put ourselves in position to teach, stacking by the receiver, teaching our defensive back to try to squeeze and wedge that defender, that receiver into the boundary. So it's a very competitive drill. We do it three times a week. We do it between five and seven minutes in all areas of the field. And, man, is it good for everybody that's involved. Mike, you see you see why he gets kids from Wisconsin? But Man, he, he if he comes to my uh, – he comes and sits in my living room and he talks about having my son come play for him, pretty good chance he's going to go play for him. I, you know, Mike, this, thanks. Yeah, I thanks for saying that. But boy, am I an old-looking guy now, Mike? I, yeah, I, I don't know if that's going to work. Hey, did bring a young assistant with you, pal? Hey, tell me about uh, Whitewater. This man, what a way yeah. for you, you guys, to kick yeah. off your season tonight, six o'clock yeah. against UW Whitewater. That's uh, that's a tough opener. Oh my gosh, uh, Mike, they're the kind of standard of a program that when you get into coaching, you really like to be involved in or when you become a head coach, get your program to that, elevated to that level. Uh, I've got a lot of great memories about being at UW-Whitewater. Our last two years, we went to the Stag Bowl, and we lost both times to Mountain Union my two years there, but we were 42-8 and eight our last three years, my last three years together. Uh, we won five out of seven WIC conference titles in my last seven years there. A lot of good things, Mike. And when I left that place, uh, surely there's a place in my heart for that school because we had such great success but 
I think more importantly than that, those guys that I coached uh, those 16 years there, my gosh, we're still in contact probably once a week. A number of those guys are high school football coaches. I felt like uh, we had some direct uh, involvement in getting those guys involved in the coaching profession. I don't know if you know this, Mike, Kevin Bullis uh, was my team captain back in 89 at Minnesota Morris. And he broke his wrist, and I really kind of convinced him to go into coaching, and, and you can see where he is today. So that's going to be a special deal for me, coaching against one of my former players. But, Mike, you know, the real bottom line on this is that's a quality football program. You know, they got a little bit of heat last year, but, my gosh, they were 7-3 and three and lost two games. They could have easily won by a small margin, and they are talented, Mike. They are talented at every position. Uh, and it'll, it'll be a really a significant challenge for us, Mike. I, I don't know how this thing will work out. Uh, they surely are going to be as good a football team as we'll face all year. You know, Mike, my last four years I've opened up with St. John's. I've played uh, Wisconsin Platteville. i played Wisconsin Lacrosse. i played North Central. <laughs> this is the best football team we're going to face. Man, you're, you don't shy away. Coach, don't shy away. Well done. You want to know where you guys are at after the first game? You might as well get after it right away. We'll have some measuring stick, my friend. Yep. Stan's Weifel, thank you so much, head football coach at Dubuque. Um, Go get him today, and uh, I look forward to uh, speaking to you again. Next time I'm in in town, I'm going to look you up. Please do so, and I want to tell you thanks for all you do for high school football down there. It's it's fantastic. It's uh, one of the greatest things we got going sometimes I feel like high school football's under attack. It really bothers me and all the great things that we provide, uh, not only for uh, the kid, but how about the parents and the school and the, all the things that go along with high school football, the greatest sport that was ever invented. He's the man, Stan Zweifel. Thank you so much. Good luck Take today. Take care, my friends. You got to have a good Bye. one. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Christy Malio. Uh, Justice Jog and Trunk or Treat, she's got. Uh, she's a friend of mine. She works for the uh, DA's office in Waukesha, does really good work. She's got two, um, two different programs coming up and two different reasons why she's doing it. Um, we're going to talk to her on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. This is Mike McGivern alongside Ryan McMillan, the AD from Muskego. We are now joined by somebody that I call a friend, and I'm a big fan of hers and her son. Uh, Christy Malio and her son Brody are in studio, and we're talking about a couple of events that, that Christy is uh, is doing here quite soon. Christy, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for having us. Yeah. How's Brody doing? We'll talk good. to you. You're doing good? Yeah, he looks good. Yeah. Yeah, they're sharing a mic just so you know. Hey, let's talk, if we can, first um, about Justice Jog, which is really important uh, to you. Give us the dates on that. Justice Jog is Saturday, September 29th at 9 a.m. around Fowler Park. In Oconomowoc? In Oconomowoc, yes. And uh, how many years have you been doing this? This is our second year. Good for you. So last year was a good test. How did it go? It went okay. Um, The... We had a lot of people sign up, and we raised a lot of money, so that was great. 
And what is it for? And can you talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, let's talk about what you do for a living, because I think that that's really important. Uh, You work for the uh, Waukesha County District Attorney's Office, correct? Correct, yeah. And what do you do for them? I am a sensitive crimes counselor. I work with victims of sexual assault, child abuse, and neglect, and elder abuse. Good for you. Thanks. Yeah, parents must be proud. They are proud, I think, I hope. No, they are. I met them. <laughs> yeah. And they, they are. I met your family, in yeah. fact. Uh, they're really proud. So as we talk here, um, Justice Jog, there's two events that we're going to be talking about. This is the first one. And again, Saturday, September 29th at 9 a.m., Fowler uh, uh, Park in Oconomowoc. And you can learn more about um, this by going to justice, wijusticejog.org. That's correct? right, yeah. And you're looking for people to participate right? and sponsors. Right. We're always looking for sponsors. We're looking for help. Um, the money that we raise goes towards a great, great foundation, a great organization, nonprofit. Um, but we're now we're looking for runners. We're looking for people to come out and to support us. Where does the money go to? The money goes to Lola's Hope. Which, uh, if, if you don't know about Lola's Hope, and I've gotten a, a little bit familiar with, with some of the work that they do, what the, the work that they do there is so important to you. It is amazing. They um, they raise money and awareness for shaken baby syndrome, uh, which is also referred to as abusive head trauma. So we are able to raise money for Lola's Hope. So they are able to provide education to families and schools and also to provide financial support to families who need further assistance, like lifts in their vans or bars in the bathroom, whatever they need. We're able to raise that money for Lola's Hope. How, how did you get involved with Lola's Hope? So I had a family, a victim's family that I started working with, and there's not a lot of support and services out there for organizations or for this, for families of Shaken Baby. So they came to me and they were looking for services and I found out for myself they didn't exist. So we made it happen. Man, good for you. So this event, again, is called Justice Jog. It's a 5K walk or run. Correct. And it is uh, September 29th. If you're a, a company... Uh, here in, in the Milwaukee area, Waukesha area, Oconomowoc area, looking to get involved and give back to the community and get involved in, in a really good cause and a good event. It's it's a 5K, it's a, it's a run, it's a walk. Um, you can certainly get involved with this. And, and how would somebody get a hold of you? Can they get your, your information right on that website? Correct, yeah. My information is on there, wijusticejog.org. Um, all of our information's on there. It links to our Facebook. It links to everything, so they can find us. Yeah, you know, get involved in this. And if I know that we're going to try to be involved uh, one way or the other here at Entercom, and I know that there's some people on there, people that want to get involved in in either this event. And first of all, I love the uh, the slogan that you guys have: "Not all heroes wear capes." Right. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's really true. Not all superheroes wear capes. People like us can get involved in this. And if you can't do the 5K and if you want to donate money, if you're feeling led to do that, there's a place on the website to do that? Yeah, there's a donate button, and they can certainly contribute that way. One of the other things that we've done this year is all first responders get to run for run or walk for free. We want to get all of our heroes involved, and this is one way that we thought we could do it. So all firefighters, police officers, 
EMTs, they get to walk or run for free alongside the other heroes on the other side. Yeah, can we talk about some of your sponsors? And, yeah. and I think it's important that we highlight those guys so that people understand that there are some great companies involved already. Right. So this year, again, we're happy that Adam Deputy is, again, a platinum sponsor. I, I'm sorry, who is that? Adam Deputy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My man, Adam. Yeah, he's it a d- good guy. It doesn't surprise me that no. he would be involved because he is a client of mine and uh he, this is right up his alley. He does he does a lot of things like this quietly. Oh, super and quiet. Super super quiet. Uh, AdamDeputy.com. And if you're looking for for a house, first time homeowner, if you're looking to to to, uh, to buy a second home or get out of the house you're in, get another one, go to AdamDeputy.com, and uh, he will take good care of you. There, there's no doubt. And this is the kind of stuff that he does again quietly that nobody knows about. And when I ask him. I'll say, Adam, can we talk about some of this in, in the commercials you do with Riggs and Alley? He says, no, let's not. You know, let, let me just do this stuff. And and so he's going to be mad at me right now. That's but okay. That's he'll, a, he'll get over he'll it. He'll get over it. Yeah. He, will, he will definitely get over it. What other sponsors? So we also have Proactive Title Solutions. We have Barningham Trucking out of Neosho. The City of Waukesha Police Union is, again, involved. And they gave to us last year, and actually a couple of their um, one of their lieutenants and the detectives is on our committee for justice jog, so they get it. We also have First Bank Financial Center, Lake Mills uh, Dry Cleaning, Okachi Fire Department jumped on board this year. I went and presented awesome. with them, and they're like, we're, in, we're on board. We're giving to you guys this year, and we'll be there. So we expect uh, the Okachi firefighters there. And we also have Noodles and Companies, so we're feeling pretty good about our sponsors and glad that they're jumping on board and getting involved. But you're, you're, you're open to accept more. Absolutely. We are always open to accept more. Anybody that wants to get involved, we are happy to, to welcome them. That's wijusticejog.org. Go to that website. If you're having, having trouble finding what you need, call me here at the station. I can get uh, you involved with, with Christy. And uh, do me a favor. If you can't go out there and walk or you're not a company that wants to get involved, um you want to just donate some money again, kind of like Adam Deputy has done, just quietly until I open my big mouth and tell everybody about it. But you know what? Go to that website, get involved. If you're feeling led to, if Lola's Hope is is something that you just feel like, boy, we really should uh, should help them. This is a great way to do that. Second event coming up, and and look, the, this the, the first one. Obviously, really serious. Second one is serious, too, but there's a lot of fun involved with uh, with Trunk or Treat in Waukesha. This is our fifth year doing Trunk or Treat, and it is by far my favorite event. Um, it is Trunk or Treat, and it's at the Waukesha County Courthouse. People come out. We have uh, the police department comes out. Lots of different uh, municipalities come out in Waukesha County, and they are all, some of our officers dress in costumes. We have the fire department. We just have people getting involved in Trunk or Treat. And the idea is that it's safe for any child. There's no obstacles. So we have kids in walkers and wheelchairs. They can do it. And it's awesome. And the smiles on their faces is amazing. It is the best. So I, I uh, sit with, uh, in the same cubicle as, as a young gal named Trisha. And uh, I believe her nephew is somebody, and he lives in Illinois, but they may come up for this because he has a hard time um, walking through walking upstairs yep. um and 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 so he's really uncomfortable last year down in Illinois he's a big hockey kid and and his his father I believe or his grandfather built a um, Zamboni machine 
and he would then be able to to move the Zamboni, but he having a hard time getting up and down stairs. And I told them about this, and and I think they're going to come up for it because it's a way for this kid to smile for a couple hours yep. and not feel bad about not being able to get up and down stairs. No, anytime you can make a child feel equal, that is a that's a winner right there. And and the great thing about Trunk or Treat is this event is free for anybody. For anybody, Brody loves this event. It's just one oh, of those we're, events. Oh, we're going to talk to Brody here oh, yeah. in a minute. He's getting ready to go. But this event is just—it's free for everybody. We have fun things for kids. Uh, we never run out of candy because we have so many donations from people, and so we're able to. Um, people bring their own candy, but we run out because it, the response is so great. Our county executive is involved. Everybody's involved, and it's—it's it's the best. You know, I know that Pick and Save last year got involved, yes. and I believe they're getting involved again this Great. year. That's awesome. So I want to thank Emily Williamson and the people at your local Pick and Save stores. Uh, they believe in this so much that uh, they're going to make sure that you get a gift card or two to be able to buy the amount of uh, candy um, that you need. And some other people out in that area are certainly involved, and I think it's really important. Again, um, that event, and, and I'm going to try to make that as well, October 13th from 2 to 4. Yep, that's right. And you can go on their Facebook page, Trunk or Treat, um, in, in Waukesha. Uh, thank you so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick you to the side because I, right. I need to talk some youth football right now. With my man Brody. Brody, how you been? Good. Yeah, come closer to the microphone. Just pull it to you. That's okay. There you go. So what grade are you in? So this is your three appearing on my shows, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the first year you were nervous. Eh. Second, I... no, you were nervous. Second year, not so much. Now you're walking around like you own the place. I love that. Yeah, I have so, a lot of fun doing this. Well, I really appreciate you doing this. You're starting fourth grade, right? Yep. At what school? Stone Bank. Hey, you get involved in all these events with your mom, don't you? Yeah, and I love doing it for the kids. Well, that's going to put tears in my eyes. But here's, here's, let me get serious with you for a minute, okay? I think it's so important, the stuff that your mom does. And the reason it's important, she's teaching you at an early age how important it is for, for somebody like you that loves playing football, can run up and down anywhere you want to go, that there are kids that are not as lucky as you are. And the fact that she she understands the importance of teaching you to give back to these kids is really important to me. And th- there aren't a lot of fourth graders that understand that lesson as early as you do. And uh, I just want to say thank you for doing these events with your mom. Yep. How's the football team? Eh, are I'm you guys having a lot of fun? You are. Yeah, yeah. You don't mind hitting people, right? And that's the key to football. No. No, not at all. What uh, you play for the junior Chiefs? What position do you play? Um, well, we all we go around and we all get to do all the positions. So, what, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, yet? Right tackle. Really? Not many kids would say that. Right tackle's <laughs> a big spot. That's why I can't wait until I do tackle so I can really tackle them. Yeah, you know what? Um, I convinced your mom of that when we had lunch a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, yeah, I'm having second thoughts. Maybe you should play soccer instead. Yeah, I, I don't like soccer. I don't watch it. Football is my thing. Yeah, what what team? Are, who's your favorite team? Uh, you like the Packers? Oh, yeah, a little bit, but I like the Cardinals. Do you really? Yeah. So can I tell you something? I got a chance, and we're going to play this in a week or so, for another show that I do called Faith in the Zone, and I interviewed the punter of the Packers. What a night. J.K. Scott, fifth-round pick out of Alabama, and just a really nice young man. Even if the Packers aren't your favorite team, you make sure that you're a fan of his. 
and I hope he has a great year and is the punter for the Packers for a long time because if he lived in this area, he would be at both of these events. That's that's the kind of kid he is because he understands the lesson that you're learning right now about how important it is to give back to the community. Hey, the um, Truck or Treat event that that we're talking about, again, October 13th from 2 to 4 at the Waukesha County Courthouse in the parking lot. What about that event do you like the most? Um, well, I think it gets a lot of kids having a lot of fun, and they get candy from all the trunks around the um, parking lot, and I think they have fun seeing all the fire departments. And Yeah. I and think they and, have a great time. And these are some of these kids there are kids that um, on regular trick-or-treat aren't able to get upstairs. And so look at what, what this event does for them, that they can come and have fun and for that day not worry about having to get up and down stairs. Yeah, like there's some kids like my mom works with this kid, Caleb, and his mom and dad take them there to, and so you can get candy and be a part of this uh, event. You did good. Christy, you did good. That is uh, Christy Malio and her son Brody. And uh, year three that Brody's been on my show, and year three, he, he just does not, uh, he, it never surprises, surprises me how well-spoken he is, but I love the fact that he is learning lessons about people and about helping with these two events. Again, Justice Jog is coming up September 29th at 9 o'clock. You can uh, reach Christy uh, by going to their website, wijustice.org. Uh, Justice, I'm sorry. I, I, give me the website, wijusticejog.org. Should have my glasses on, don't you think? wijusticejog.org. And for Trunk or Treat, uh, that's in Waukesha. You can go to their Facebook page, and it's October 13th from 2 to 4, the Waukesha County Courthouse. Right. Hey, Christy, thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, is there anything I missed? I don't believe so. I think we nailed it. I think so, too. You should be proud of him. Young man, fourth grade, and uh, you're doing good. Thanks. You're doing good. Thanks uh, Thanks a lot. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Dr. Phil Show on the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the head football coach from Iguanago. He is uh, Mike Ganevac. I've gotten that thing down like nothing. Hey, Mike, we talked earlier about your youth program. Um, You know, there are guys out there and, and doing all these youth shows that I do that you know, really buy in, and 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 the the head football coach is very much involved. And then there are other programs. The head football coach is interested in what they do, but isn't real involved. Where do you land on all that? I'm very involved. You are, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm part of the Braves board, uh, where we meet monthly, and uh, we just had our, our scrimmages, Brave scrimmages last Saturday at McQuanago High School, and and uh, it was awesome uh, to to see uh, the kids having fun and playing football, but also to see the coaches buying in and, and running our systems. And they look pretty good doing it. Really? Being so so new. Yeah, I was really impressed with with how well orchestrated everything was. 
uh, offensively, uh, they're they're doing exactly what we do, and they're running power and counter, and they look good doing it. So uh, it's a lot of fun, and I think there's an excitement in the community right now. You know, they uh, they must you, you've done some coaching clinics and stuff to teach your system, I'm sure, and it must they must be really happy. And I don't know how involved. I know Clay was involved, but they got to be happy to have another guy coming in saying. Hey, look! I'm part. Let me be. Let me be on the board. Let me be part of this. Was it like that at Fond du Lac? It was. Uh, um, it was a little bit more work in Fond du Lac because it was basically uh, separate. When I got there, there was a, a fifth and sixth grade program, and then the seventh and eighth grade programs were actually in the middle schools, and uh, it, it wasn't functioning well because the middle schools were playing each other, and all the Fond du Lac kids were beating up on each other oh. in, in uh, middle school, and then the come together as freshmen and they're all part of the same program. So uh, we reconfigured that to make it five through eight and took it out of the middle schools. And, you know, I was heavily involved in that process and in the, the JFL board did a really nice job of, of creating the five twelve or five, eight program. It's, you know, we call the five twelve program and, and um, they've done, done a really nice job uh, just giving kids opportunities and, uh, they give scholarships out like crazy to, to kids that, that can't afford it and families that can't afford it. So uh, I've been fortunate to be um, part of two groups now that, that just get it, uh, and it's all about the kids. You know, um, Oconomowoc didn't get it for a while when, when Coach McMillan, who's normally my coach and couldn't make it today, and they, I remember him coming in, and, and he'd probably get mad at me for saying this, but he's not a part of that program anymore. He uh, he said, "Look, right now they want nothing to do with me. That's going to change one day, and when it changes, you know, some of these guys might not be a part of what." And he came from Wanakee. You want to talk about a youth program? You know that program. They they coach Rice. They get it. They understand how this thing, you know, feeds. And and the idea behind this youth program is to feed the high school. These kids, and I know you know this, those kids in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. They go to bed in their football jersey dreaming about playing on Friday nights for you. I mean, that's what they do. And, you know, let's make sure that we're all doing this at the same time. And, again, the the whole one team, one dream thing. And I, I think it's really important to, that you guys do that that way in McGuanagoe. Yeah, I, I think the problems come in with ownership issues. And it's it's not right. about ownership Pride. issues and it's not about adult issues. It's let's let's think of the impetus. Uh, what we're, why we're doing this, and it's ultimately it's for the kids to give the kids a great experience, uh, to help these these young boys, you know, turn into to good young men. And if you put the kids at the the forefront of the program, uh, you, you know, you shouldn't have these issues. Coach, you've played a lot of sports, multi-sport guy. Is there a sport that you learn more life lessons than from, with uh, from football? I mean, is there a sport you've played that you th- can think of? That kids can learn more about life lessons than the game of football. No, there's not. I, it's not even close, it's, right? It really isn't. Uh, um, I was fortunate enough a couple weeks ago to be with some former athletes that that are now married and have children that I coached years back, and um, they said to me, "They said, Coach, uh, I can't tell you a single thing. <laughs> I can't remember a single thing I learned in high school, but the lessons I learned while while playing football." And being part of the, the, the program are, are what have helped me uh, be successful men today and fathers today. And, and I was really proud and, and, and humbled to hear that. I, it's amazing. And, and it's look, I've coached, I'm really old and I've coached a long time. 
So it's amazing the stories that that I hear from from guys, and I hear from I was at a wedding, and uh, I had a woman come up and say, "You're Coach Mac, right?" And I go, "Yeah." She said, "I'm engaged to so and so." I said, "Really?" And she said, "He's over there. He's going to say hi to you, but I have to tell you something." I said, "What's that?" And she said, "You were the only coach in his career that told him what a good basketball player he was, and he tried to quit your team, and you took him to lunch. Do you remember that?" I said, "Yeah." He owes me 50 bucks for that. And she started laughing. And she said, you told him you would not win a state championship if he quit. And he said, what are you talking about? I'm an eighth, ninth guy. I don't even play that much. So it's not about that. It's about what you bring to this team, what you bring to the locker room. She said, do you know how many times I've had to hear the, hear the story about you? And I wanted to introduce myself and say thank you. And I said, I also told him he was lazy. She said, yeah, every coach told him that. He's still lazy. And I said, that's that's awesome. He was a, you know what, Coach? He's a really good basketball player, but he was lazy. And you know what he does for a living now? He sits at home. He's an IT specialist, and he can watch TV and hang out on the couch, and he makes a boatload of money. He was off the charts smart. He got, he got academic to MSOE. I mean, that's how smart this kid was. And... He, uh, he, I said, yeah. And when he came over to talk, I said, you still lazy? He goes, yeah. He said, I get up, roll out of bed, keep my pajamas out, do my work. He said, but man, coach, you know, you talked about, you remember when you told me this or you said this to us? Girls I coached at Calvary Baptist, I coached girls basketball for three years. I said, or for two years, I still get Facebook. They say, coach, I'm coaching volleyball. I can't believe I'm saying some of the things you said to us. You, you might not be old enough to get a lot of that. But you're going to, you know, these guys that you're coaching, they're going to come back to you and say, man, I didn't, I don't remember wins or losses a lot, but I sure remember you saying this to us. It's the most gratifying piece in, in our profession is, is to, to hear that, that you did make a difference. And, and, you know, that's why you spend the countless hours doing into that. And, you know, obviously I have a love for the game of football, but it's really cool to develop those relationships and see these, these, these kids grow. I agree. Let's get to a break. On this side of the break, we're going to wrap this thing up. I really appreciate your time. We're talking Maguanago football. We haven't really talked about your conference a lot, so we're going to do a little of that uh, on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside uh, Mike Ganevac. He is the head football coach at McGuanago. Better yet, he's the husband of Faith. Let's do that. The father of Libby and Andrew. If those guys are listening, I say hello. Libby, Andrew, your father loves you. You should see him uh, light up when he talks about you guys. I'm telling you. He is, uh, he's awfully proud of you. Hey, let's talk this week. Uh, you are on the road at Oconomowoc. And Oconomowoc, look, it's, they have not had much success. They've been struggling a little bit. But you always get worried about that caged animal a little bit. You know, they're, they're, they're going to put it together against somebody and start playing better because you've got some athletes out there. They've, they've already gotten better this year. Mm-hmm. Um, this morning before I came in, I broke down their game last night against Waukesha West. And there's been significant improvement from week one till now. And that's 
part of playing a lot of sophomores. They're playing a lot of young kids, yep. and their sophomore class is pretty talented, and they're only going to get better week to week. So the the dilemma then is, you know, we're working with high school kids, and uh, our high school kids see the scores, and, um, you know, we our biggest fear is complacency, and we, we don't want to – we don't want them to look at the scores, but just to, to worry about themselves. How do you – that's hard as coaches because everything – they you know, they know how many yards they had before they get to the locker room. I mean, they can look on – everything is right at their fingertips. How do you get kids at that age, 16, 15, 16, 17, 18, not to get complacent and say, well, of course we're going to beat O'Connor Mark. We're McGuanago. Well, I think that's – a big part of that is is the coaching uh, we've been trying to instill, you know, a growth mindset where, hey, if you, if you think you're perfect, let's walk into the film room and we're going right. to show you the, the hundreds of mistakes that, that you made. But uh, the, the goal is just to, to get to the point where we're uh, performing to the best of our personal abilities and uh, acting as a cohesive unit. You get nervous before games? I, I was just having this conversation with uh, one of our team captains who – Tore his ACL before the season even started. Oh, man. Uh, he was our quarterback going in. I said last night to him on the way out, I said, Corey, you get, did you get nervous before games? He's like, uh, more excited. And I said, yeah, that's the way I was as a player. But uh, as a coach, I get nervous yeah. because, you know, there's only so much you can do. I get 36 years, I still get nervous. I get nervous um, going across to a, to a game that, that if there was a line on, we'd be favored by 40. And I still get nervous. And I think, you know what, I, I enjoy that that part of it. I enjoy games. Uh, I like practices as well because you get to teach and, and hang out with these guys. But I like to see them perform, and I like to watch them and, and uh, you know, ups and downs with some of that stuff. But I still get nervous before games too. And I know other guys that say, no, nah, I, don't, I, I don't get nervous. I had uh, a coach from Milwaukee Marquette years ago, David Cooks, so do you get nervous before coaching? He goes, no, I get nervous before preaching. He preaches at his church. He said, that I get nervous at. He said, but man, not, no, not coaching at all. Hey, a couple other games in your conference, a big one is uh, Catholic Memorial Muskego coming. Uh, that's this uh, That's this week on Friday. And, and uh, boy, that, that game is going to be a game that on that Friday night scoreboard show, I've already gotten about six calls from guys saying, hey, can I get to that one? That's a game that people are going to want to get to. Um, Catholic Memorial is not going to be in your conference much longer. How, how do you feel about the football conferences? Have you even looked at it? Because it doesn't affect you guys that much. It really doesn't, uh, with the exception of Catholic Memorial leaving. Uh, our conference is pretty much status quo. So, yeah, I really haven't. Yeah, yeah I think the uh, couple of schools in Waukesha are not happy about status quo. You know, North and South have asked for for some relief and, and – uh, you know, they want this to be an eight. They want eight teams and conferences, and they want you know, the reason they're doing this is so it's uniformed as much as possible. And Catholic Memorial, numbers-wise, should get out. I thought Bill Young um, would, would fight this, and then I had him on the scoreboard show, and he said, uh, no, I, I'd be okay with that. You know, it's, it's getting to the point that our numbers are just not even close, and we're getting beat up pretty good. The advantage is he's playing against Division One guys and then going to Division Three playoffs. There's an advantage to that, but it, you got to get to that healthy. Um, you've not have you coached against him before? Uh, as an assistant, oh, Arrow, I did, and then right. yeah, my first my that's first right. game at McQuanago, we we had CMH. And, oh, that's right. I knew yeah, that. Did, and, you know what? He's something else, man. He's breaking down film right now. That's why I can't get him to the studio. Yeah, guaranteed. He's as good as they get. Yep, and he's some someone that I have. Uh, 
absolute utmost respect for, and we've had a great relationship for many years. Have you? Yes. That, that's really good to hear. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Um, I don't know who the look. I know who's 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 on the upswing in the conference. Uh, I think Kettle Moraine's got a chance to be pretty good. You uh, you've played them, yeah, and beat them. Mm-hmm. But the, man, they're good. Hey, we got a call by the way, and I and I should have said this earlier. We got a call. Jeff picked up, and guy said, "Look, as good as a coach as he is, you need to talk about what a great teacher he's in the classroom." He's a guy from from Arrowhead. So congratulations on that. You get people calling here. As a football coach saying, yeah, yeah, he's a good football coach, but let me tell you about him in the classroom. That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> well, huh? Yeah, it, I'm. You I'm put, all about relationships. You got to tell your brother to quit calling. Tell your brother to quit calling. Right? What's your brother's <laughs> name, by the way? Mark. Is he listening? Yeah, he's listening. Mark, uh, keep up the good work at uh, uh, College Prep, man. That's uh, guys do good work over there. From what I hear, does he coach? No, he does not. Does he come watch you guys play? every week. Does he really? Yep. That's awesome. Maybe we should have fans in and do a fan show. He'd come in and talk Maguanago football. Hey, thank Coach, thank you. Everything I hear about you, feeling really good about Maguanago and Maguanago football, I've got a feeling you'll be there for a long time. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me, and thanks for everything you do for our kids. Oh, you bet. Uh, you bet, and good luck this week. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented, as always, by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 